This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi everybody, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is David Furrow. This is my dad, Lynn Furrow, also the founder of Summit Life Ministries. And then also this is my mom, Carmen. As we always say here, our mission at Summit Life is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective, but then also empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. Now, guys... I see a problem here. I uh, did not get the memo of the gray, the, the gray sweater vest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, feel well, a little naked and well, left out. Well, we are one, David. Yep. And so. As you grow up into maturity, you'll yeah. have these things. Yeah. I, uh, you need to get it. You need to get in sync, buddy. Yeah, I missed the memo somehow. So, but uh, that's okay. We'll, we'll make it through. But, uh. Hey, I will mention last week or yesterday it was that we talked about Hell's Best Kept Secret. And I remember you were talking about this elaborate plan that the devil had to take his destiny and the, the judgment that he knew was his and connect it with Adam and Eve and how it wasn't just a, I want to hurt God's heart, but more elaborate and more deceptive and more intertwined and um, I know that there's a, a great breaking in that Jesus had planned. So go ahead and let's jump back into that. Yeah, I laid out actually yesterday what I believe to be um, a major truth concept. But I said it's like pieces of a puzzle that you have to put together to see the whole picture. But we ended yesterday by again declaring what the scripture says in First John chapter 3. Uh, verse 8, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he would destroy the works of the devil. And that word means that it, it was an elaborately um, engineered, engineered yeah. plan. Thank you for helping me with the word there. Uh, <laughs> that great effort went in to develop the engineering and mm-hmm. the architectural uh, nature of the plan to lay out something that was complex that was used to entrap and enslave. And so Jesus came to unravel the knot that kept us tied and attached to Satan. And so I I said this, he was an ancient spirit Mm -hmm. that had a sentence of judgment against him. And that in Matthew 25, Jesus lets us know what the destiny, what the sentence of judgment was over Uh, Satan and the angels that followed him in a great rebellion against God. And we know that Satan said, I want to ascend. I want to be like the Most High. He wanted to to have a kingdom that would overthrow God's kingdom order or to have a kingdom that would rival God's kingdom order. And that because of that sin, that sin of arrogance and pride and presumption to try to to make himself a rival of God. God created hell, put a sentence of judgment over Satan, and said, this will be your fate. This will be your destiny. And so when you look at various scriptures, you see that Satan targeted mankind in a very unique way, not in a general sense to hurt the heart of God, like you said, uh, but you can you can see that 
his motive was to somehow mm-hmm. marry his fate with mankind. So he really wanted to save himself. That's yes, I believe that really his motivation was to put God in some ways into a a place of a spiritual checkmate. Mm-hmm. He wanted to thwart the sentence of judgment upon himself by by intermingling, conjoining his destiny with mankind. Mm-hmm. So he he saw God's unique creation of man, God's special destiny and identity that man held and had, mm-hmm. and the glory that God put upon him as a special creation and an authority that God had given Adam and Eve so that they would co-reign and co-rule with God as God's representatives on the earth, that they would be regents that would represent the government of God over this sphere of creation. Here's a thought. Even the the devil in his plan, if he could force God to do something that wasn't his plan, he would in essence be showing himself superior because he would have power over God in a way. If his if the devil's plan made God do something different, he would be exercising power over God. Yeah. I, I think the the word that we always like to use is we like to talk about the word leverage. Yeah. He was trying to develop a spiritual leverage against God. And that we need to understand that God's righteousness is about justice. And for God to be a a being that is moral, he has to be consistent in every uh, decision, how he executes every decision. It is based upon the perfection of his and the consistency of his character and nature. Mm -hmm. For God to be God, God cannot make one bad decision. For God to be God, he cannot become immoral. He cannot be unjust or unfair mm-hmm. in any action that he takes. And so if he if he orders a, a just judgment mm-hmm. against an entity or a being, and he, as a judge, uh, based upon the moral law of the universe, mm-hmm. if he says, because of your violation, of morality uh, because of your violation of the nature and the character mm-hmm. of that which is righteous. Mm-hmm. I sense I sentence you to judgment in hell. Then God has to be consistent. If there is another violation, mm-hmm. a moral violation of the moral law of God, the the laws of the universe, they have to be applicable for every being and for everyone. And so here is this, these beings that he's created in love that are going to be image bearers and express his kingdom rule. Mm -hmm. Those that he loves now has followed in the same foot, uh, uh, in the same steps and in the same footprints of Satan And now they are in league and in alliance and in rebellion, just like Satan was. Because even though Eve was deceived, the one that was the head over Eve, covering spiritual protection, we need to understand that Adam was not deceived. He was willful in his transgression. 
He willfully disobeyed the command of God. Eve, it started out with deception, but Adam followed in willful transgression. So their fate now, their judgment is the same. So now Satan has God in what he thinks is a legal dilemma. Mm -hmm. For God to send Satan to hell and all of his angels... That means that the creation, the created, Adam and Eve, the, the, the children of God, the ones that God loves and has a special purpose for, their fate has to be the same. And so for God to show compassion and mercy for Adam and Eve means what? Compassion and mercy for the devil. It means that he has to pardon Satan and the angels that sinned against mm-hmm. him. And so either it's a wholesale mercy on both of these created beings Mm -hmm. or both of them share the same fate of judgment. Mm -hmm. One cannot be separated from the other. Or so it appears. Or so (laughs) it appears. Unless God can execute a plan that separates their destinies. And we're going to see how Jesus destroyed the works of the devil. The elaborate plan of the devil. The elaborate scheming and plan of the devil. And and the enemy thinks that as a usurper, he now has a leverage against God. And I want you to see this. I want you to see that he thinks that now he he has a detente between his kingdom and God's kingdom that God cannot maneuver, that God cannot do anything to alter the outcome. Because if he does, uh, then he can be accused of being unjust. Mm -hmm. And so now it seems like for for millennia now, there is going to be this detente. God's kingdom exists. God has followers. He has angels that are in allegiance mm-hmm. and uh, to him there are certain men that tr- attempt to follow god but they're weak and broken people but overall satan has a kingdom mm-hmm. and an apparatus of tyranny through fear that he governs earth and mankind and that now this kingdom can be an alternative reality mm-hmm. to the eternal purpose of god now, what I want to do is I want to kind of backtrack and, and backfill and biblically give you some, some uh, scriptures that, to me, piece together this, this opinion that I believe, again, is a biblically informed opinion. But I believe that demonstrate uh, the, the truth point that I'm trying to make. I want you to look with me, if you will, in Psalms 115 verse 16 psalms 115 verse 16 and some people would say uh lynn you you talk about the importance and the significance of the creation of man and the delegation of authority that god gave to adam and eve and i think you're over emphasizing that because man was just that man well i want you to show that even though he was just man created from dust 
Again, he was unique as an image bearer, and the authority that God gave him was a real authority. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just potential. It was an actual authority that God gave him over this natural domain. And in verse 16, the psalmist said, the heavens are the Lord's heavens. Now, did God create the earth as well? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it doesn't diminish that God was not the originator and creator of both dimensions of his creation. But listen at what the psalmist said. It said, but the earth he has given to the children of Adam. So this passage of scripture, even though it's a short, simple passage, God says, I am going to rule over the unseen realm but my regent will rule over the realm that is seen. Wow. And so he said that the, the heavens are mine. This is where I will express explicitly my government and my rule, and it will be visible to the unseen realm. Mm-hmm. But he said, I have given to Adam and his children I have given the seen realm, I've given the earth, and I want you to express my government, but I delegate an authority, not only the responsibility. I always say, Mm -hmm. you cannot delegate responsibility unless you also delegate authority. So his responsibility was to, to multiply, to replenish the earth, and to have dominion over all of the earth. Well, that is because how could he have dominion unless he had an authority to do so? And so the psalmist also said that what is man that you're mindful of him? Why are you intently focused upon his activities in the earth? He said, no, you clothed man with glory and you gave him honor. In other words, a position, significant place and a position you clothed him with an expression of your self so that he could represent represent Mm -hmm. god in the earth Mm -hmm. but it said that you put him over all aspects of creation you gave him dominion over every aspect of the other aspects of the creation of the beast of the field over all uh, life that existed on the planet so it was an actual tangible authority that God had uh, given to Adam and Eve. Therefore, they could carry out their responsibilities as authorized agents of the kingdom of God. So what Satan was after in his design was to seduce Adam and Eve to change their allegiance and alliance. Mm-hmm. that they would become violators and transgressors of the command of God, which means they would be in rebellion against God. And then there was this thing of not only was he then able to get spiritual leverage through sin mm-hmm. to connect their fates together, but also through his scheming and deception he was able to steal the authority that God had entrusted to Adam and Eve. He was able to steal that authority. 
several times I've watched uh, on YouTube uh, an individual that kind of has made it their mission to discover people that represent themselves as military heroes and the the, the concept is stolen honor. Yeah. And this guy will confront these guys who dress up and they'll have medals that they have purchased and mm. uniforms that they will have bought and they will dress up and act like they are heroes uh, from certain uh, wars that have been fought in American history. And this guy who is an actual veteran, who actually is a hero, will sometimes confront these frauds and these men who have stolen honor. Satan is someone who amassed power by stealing authority. And he did it through craft and deception. But he was able to strip Adam of his rightful position and place that God had given to him and through deception was able to maneuver man into a situation where the one who was the king over the earth, God's delegated regent over this planet, he was able to subjugate him. And so then Satan would, through sin, through fear, Mm -hmm. through death, create this this dominion now of darkness. So Matt Adam went from being a king to a slave. He went from being someone who had mastery over this planet and, and expressing the government of God and, a, and, and a, an anointing of dominion to being stripped of that to becoming a slave of Satan. Hmm. And, and you know... The Apostle Paul uh, to Timothy he said that men became slaves and subjects to do the will of Satan. And so, uh, you know, it, it is again this, this painful fate and fall of man that you see, mm-hmm. how God put him in a position of authority over this seen realm of the earth. Gave him glory, gave him honor, and released him authority. And now he is stripped and subjugated, uh, and now victimized by this treacherous foe Mm -hmm. that now enslaves man. I see this place of authority that he was given. We've talked before about people who get authority, but then they don't have the character for that place. But... He wasn't just set up to fail because he was walking with God every day. So he could have grown in his character and kept his authority, but that wasn't what he chose. That's right. And that's why it was truly a rebellion Mm -hmm. against God. I don't know if he fully understood the implications of his decision. But when he willfully, out of the free will God gave him, when he willfully made that decision, uh, he fell and Mm -hmm. he fell hard. And Satan was able then to have an advantage, spiritual advantage over him. And then he began to weave the web even more tightly to entangle him, to chain him, to enslave him and leave him in a place uh, where now instead of ruling and reigning, now he is enslaved 
to do the will of another master Mm -hmm. and another Lord. I want to look at one other passage of Scripture before we leave here because, again, we're connecting dots. We're getting pieces of this puzzle that proves this truth. In the book of Job, uh, here is one of these. Job is the oldest book of the Bible, even though it's not positioned before Genesis. But all the scholars agree that that Job is the earliest book of the Bible. Obviously, Genesis describes the beginning, but you see this heavenly scene and you see how that Satan comes into the very presence Mm -hmm. of God, the throne room of God with other angels, even though he's referred to by God as with the definitive article, the adversary. Mm -hmm. So it shows that the fall of Satan, the rebellion has already occurred, Mm -hmm. and that Satan is in this adversarial position uh, in opposed to the purpose of God, but yet God permits him to come in and to have this place, and it's like God tolerates it. It It's like God allows it, Mm -hmm. even though he is called the adversary. So, again, we see this arrangement where it looks like the the kingdoms are coexisting, Mm -hmm. that God permits his adversary to come into his very presence and to act as an adversary. Mm -hmm. And God restrains himself because it's not that God is powerless. He could destroy Satan immediately. Mm -hmm. He could say, Satan, get out of my face and out of my presence and allow other angels to expel him. But God permits him. And in the next episode, we're going to say, (laughs) why would God continue to allow his adversary entrance into God's very own presence? Mm. Well, guys, that's all the time we have for you today. We appreciate you being with us today. Guys, if you just want to know more about Summit Life Ministries, visit visit us at summitlifeministries.com. If you just want to get all things Summit Life, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Guys, if you have comments or questions about today's episode, make sure you put them in the comments below. Uh, we appreciate always getting all this um, you know, feedback from each other. Guys, we pray that you have many blessings from God on you today. If you want to know the answer to the question, you'll have to look for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, make episode. sure you check, check <laughs> us out tomorrow. But guys, we love you. Thank you. And God bless. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.